Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and it's just us, but that's okay, um, because we know Dave's here in spirit, watching over us like this Obi-Wan Kenobi-esque type dude who uh, just kind of gently guides us in the directions he wants us to go without us realizing that, making us think that we have free will, but it ultimately just being an illusion. And this is the story of the Beast of Jevodan. That was a great... <laughs> who was that? Oh, Bella Lugosi. Some creep just walked through my basement and uh, <laughs> put a little uh, sleeping stuff on a napkin, put it in my face, mm-hmm. and I woke up and now I'm recording. Was it Jeff Bridges and your <laughs> Sandra Bullock? <laughs> what? Have you ever seen The Vanishing? Uh, was she in that? I saw the the original version. I didn't see the. They remake. were both very good on their yeah. own. On their own, for sure. One of those rare ones where the adaptation is as good as the original yeah, foreign we'll have film. To see that then. Oh yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, uh, Halloween in August, July. July, yeah, it'll be out in July, I think. But yes, absolutely, we are talking about a horror show, horror movie, horror Should tale. Be one. Yeah. And eight it, and the fact that it happened in the 18th century makes it even creepier. Totally. You can in exactly the same way that the legend of Sleepy Hollow is still creepy and scary to this day because it takes place in 18th century upstate New York. This is creepy also in the exact same way. Right. 1760s uh we're talking about the south of France but not like, you know, the lovely seaside <laughs> of the south of France. This sounds like it's a little bit more of a small town of Gévaudan. Mm-hmm. And there is some a lot of killing going on, and no one knows what's doing the killing, but they know it's terrible. Bodies are ripped to shreds, yeah. heads are missing, throats are ripped out, and I think about 100 people, give or take, because, you know, this is also legend, were mm-hmm. killed, but it really did happen. And... People were freaked out and were like, there's a monster in these Thar woods. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and they were understandably freaked out because those deaths were really, really grisly and gruesome. And, I mean, if this is a fairly sparsely populated area, if you lose 100 people over three years and some of them are having their heads pulled off and their entrails (laughs) pulled out. like going to cause a stir. It definitely is, and it definitely did. And they, they documented the first death in, I believe, June of 1764. And it was a 14-year-old girl named uh, Jean Boulet. And she was just basically being like um, little Bo Peep, tending Mm -hmm. to her livestock, her family's livestock out in the hills. And she was attacked and torn apart. And she was the first fatality, but apparently she was the second victim. And just a little before that, another um, young sheep herder was tending to their flock and... um, was attacked, but their sheep banded together and chased off this beast of Jevudan and saved their life. That's right. And so more attacks are following. Um, dozens of people are dying. There's some women, mostly kids, mm-hmm. a few lone dudes here and there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, described as a, a dog-like or wolf-like creature, as big as a horse, though. And, you know, they really, this was the time, this is the 1760s, that they're they're talking real monsters here. They're not saying like, you know, it was probably a wolf. They're saying that it was some beast that they've really never witnessed before. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a 
pretty decent amount of superstition among the people who live there, I would guess, too. But then also, again, the fact that people are being torn to shreds and it's so happening so frequently and their children are being killed, too. Like, you can kind of understand how they would attribute this to a monster pretty much out of the gate. That's right. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We almost certainly know what this beast was now. And we're going to take a break and reveal it right after this. So, Chuck, one of the things I saw about this was that this is considered one of the first international media stories. Yeah. That um, it was reported on by the uh, Avignon um, newspaper, and that those reports made their way to the Paris newspapers, and then from there they, they spread to the rest of the world. And that it was being um, written about and covered all over the world, from Europe over all the way to Boston, from what I saw, and that this was really the first time and that part of that media attention and media frenzy um, really kind of helped pump this story up into really huge proportions for a little while. Yeah, so there's a book uh, written by a man named J.M. Smith, historian, and it's called, and this one really annoys me because it's such a great title, Did Not Need This Colon. Mm-hmm. It should just be called Monsters of the Gévaudan, mm-hmm. full stop. Sure. But it's called Monsters of the Gévaudan, colon, the making of a beast. Uh, I don't know why that colon annoys me more than others. It's better. It's a better follow-up subtitle than, you know, let's have a sandwich or something. Well, <laughs> At least it's pertinent to the to the main title. You, you are always... Seconds away from saying, let's have a sandwich. <laughs> Can we much. be honest? <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm a walking colon leading to that. You and Joey Tribbiani. Oh, did he like sandwiches? That was always the favorite joke What's uh, when, on Friends. What's his favorite food? Sandwiches. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, these days, basically everyone agrees that it was a wolf. Um, back then, apparently, uh, this author argues there were certain social factors at play where France was was not in the best way as a country, as a nation, mm-hmm. uh, after the war that they had, which uh, war was that? Seven Years' War. Yeah, the Seven Years' War that they had fought, and um, they sort of rallied around this story and came together a little bit. Yeah. And this monster, but uh, it, was, it was a wolf. It was like, you know, um, just to give an example, like let's say you're, you're – your country face a pandemic, how it would like bring everybody <laughs> together to kind of like defeat right. that, that pandemic and then and everyone be agrees better on, off afterward yeah. on the other side. <laughs> this is exactly what happened with the Beast of Jevoudan. It brought France right. together. Uh, and it, it really brought a lot of um, France together in that like King Louis XV got involved, started sending troops. Mm-hmm. There was a 2,700 livre tournois, which is a type of currency, French currency, uh, bounty, and I did the calculations. That's twelve kilograms of silver. 
That's a okay. lot of silver reward. It was I saw somewhere else that it was basically like a year's wages for the average person in France at the time. So it was a substantial reward. And there were a lot of people looking for this wolf or this yeah, monster, like Jaws. this beast. It was very much like Jaws. Um, but the fact that they couldn't find it, and they actually did find one wolf and kill it and stuff it and send it off um, to Versailles, um, and the killing still continued, it made this 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 problem take on those really kind of supernatural proportions even more. So are you saying that the one they killed in June of 1767 was not, in fact, the wolf? No, this this was a different wolf that was killed before oh. June of 1767. I think everybody believes that in June of 1767, Jean Chastel um, w- did kill wh- whatever. If it wasn't the one, it was the last of the ones that had been doing this. Well, this is just like Jaws then, because in Jaws, they had the red herring shark that they killed. Yeah. And they they uh, wanted to cut it open, and the mayor said, "I'm not going to let you cut that thing open in front of everyone and let that child spill out of its guts." Yeah. And Richard Dreyfus said uh, that there's no way that's the shark because uh, the the shark we're looking for has teeth the size of a shot glass. It's one of my favorite lines. That's a great. It is a great line. But the, and they sneak in and cut it open in the middle of the night, and it's not the shark. And, and this was not the wolf. I wonder though, like how much Spielberg kind of took from this true life story to add to Joe's because there now that you're pointing it out there's a lot of similarities between the two like there, well, there were a human, novel. there were human remains oh yeah it was um Richard Peter Belcher Benchley? yeah Richard um, Belcher <laughs> yeah what is going on? I don't know. But um, they did find human remains in these wolves that were killed. So there was, there was, it really supports this idea that it was a group of wolves that were killing people. And that even at the time, even in this place, this little area was overrun by wolves. There was a huge wolf problem. And that's really what was the basis of all of this, this, these attacks. Right. They did not find the Louisiana license plate, uh, Sportsman's Paradise. <laughs> right. and that will be my last Jaws reference. That was a, that's a trivia question right there. <laughs> Just wait. True Jaws fans would be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but like we said, in 1767, they did a man named Jean Chastel, I guess, uh, killed what, who everyone kind of agrees was the wolf because the killing stopped after that. Right. And, you know, there was still debate on whether or not it could have been something else. I think wolf experts say, you know what, back then, wolves would attack people much more than they do now. Uh, In in the heat of the moment with adrenaline going on, wolves can be really puffy at certain times of the year with their coat. They have really big bones and long limbs. It could, people could easily exaggerate the size of this thing as maybe the size of a horse. Yeah, because, you know, over the years, there were a lot of things that were attributed to this. There was a hyenodon, which was a prehistoric giant hyena jackal-type dog that would have just torn you to shreds. Probably not that. Dire wolf, same situation that was long extinct. There was the idea that it was actually human, a serial killer, um, who was actually on the prowl, but... Probably not it because they were just so prolific if that was the case. that A human probably could not have carried out all these killings. And then there was also the idea that a human was involved but that they were acting as a wolf whisperer directing the wolves to kill oh. like this. But then people said, no, it's, it was probably just a lot of wolves. There are a lot of wolves right. here and people were leaving their little kids out to tend livestock 
which you just don't see anymore, and there's far fewer right. wolves. So <laughs> that's all. It was just statistics coming back and, and tearing yeah. people to shreds. And a wolf being a wolf, uh, this would make for a good movie, though. I think the setting and everything yeah. lends itself to, to something that could be kind of cool. Yeah. And one other thing that's kind of cool about this is there were survivors um, who were attacked, and some of them were like little kids who fended off wolves. Uh, one girl did. She had a, a bayonet attached to a staff and used it to stab the wolf and uh, wow. or the beast of Javudan. And um, some, some lived to tell the tale, which is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Movie. Let's do it. Movie material, Chuck. Um, you got anything else? No. Okay. Well, then we'll see you later, everybody. Okay? All right. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.